Today is the last day and night for the Republican National Convention. Yesterday, Donald Trump became not just the presumptive nominee, but the official nominee, and he declared uh, days before Mike Pence would be his vice president. But a lot of stuff has been going down this week, and we're going to talk about it right here on your show of For and By You, the only true democracy in talk radio. Last night, the Republican convention erupted into a very tumultuous scene. It was the most electric moment of the convention. A clamor broke out as it became clear that Senator Ted Cruz was not going to endorse Donald Trump, snubbing the party nominee as he stood there on center stage on the eve of Trump's formal acceptance speech. Here is a piece of Ted Cruz's speech at the RNC in Cleveland last night. We deserve leaders who stand for principle, who unite us all behind shared values, who cast aside anger for love. That is the standard we should expect from everybody. And to those listening, please don't stay home in November. If you love our country and love your children as much as I know that you do, stand and speak and vote your conscience, vote for candidates up and down the ticket who you trust to defend our freedom and to be faithful to the Constitution. Okay, and also Donald, uh, excuse me, Ted Cruz said um, uh, today he's not going to support someone who attacks his wife. Take a listen. When I stood on that debate stage. And they asked every candidate there, if you don't win, will you support the nominee? I raised my hand, and I raised my hand enthusiastically, with full intention of doing exactly that. And I'll tell you the day that pledge was abrogated. The day that was abrogated was the day this became personal. And as I said at the time, and I'm not, I'm not going to get into criticizing or attacking Donald Trump, but I'll just give you this response. I am not in the habit of supporting people who attack my wife and attack my father. And that pledge was not a blanket commitment that if you go and slander and attack Heidi, that I'm going to nonetheless come like a servile puppy dog and say thank you very much for maligning my wife and maligning my father. And I will note, I will note, sir, you're making crying signs in the back. I will note, sir, that that you might have a similar view if someone were attacking your wife. In fact, I, I hope you would. I hope you would. This is politics. No, no, this is not politics. I will tell the truth. I will not malign, I will not insult, I will not attack, I will tell the truth. This is not a game, it is not politics. Right and wrong matters. We have not abandoned who we are in this country. No, sir, I do not believe that is correct. 
Interesting. Well, we have to talk about that and some other things uh, with regard to what took place there. You heard Ted Cruz uh, as hundreds of delegates chanted vote for Trump and keep your pledge. He attempted to dismiss the outburst as enthusiasm of the delegation, only to have Trump himself stone faced and clearly angrily suddenly appear in the back of the convention hall and flash a thumbs up at the delegates. Trump was so cross and some people would say stupid to let Cruz on that stage and let it happen. And Cruz was all but drowned out when he asked for God's blessing on the country and left the stage. Security personnel escorted his wife Heidi out of the hall. One delegate yelled Goldman Sachs at her. That's a reference to the company that has employed her, a job that Trump attacked during the primaries. Delegates looked like they were going to attack her. It was very scary stuff. And Cruz all but declared that he wants to run for president again in 2020. He faced fury from the Republicans when he stepped off stage. Trump tweeted, wow, Ted Cruz got booed off the stage, didn't honor the pledge. I saw his speech two hours early, but let him speak anyway. No big deal. But it was a big deal. Trump does not like being thwarted. Trump invited Cruz to speak, even though he had doubts that peace was possible after their brutal race, during which Trump repeatedly called him lying Ted, suggested Ted Cruz's father had a role in the assassination of President Kennedy. That was the final straw, along with the revolting tweet of side-by-side hideous picture of Cruz's wife, with a flattering one of Donald Trump's. Now, yesterday, advisors to Trump said last night that Trump held out for the possibility that Cruz would make a last-minute endorsement. Ego, 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 right? When no endorsement arrived, and with Cruz sounding like a nominee in the waiting, Trump grew furious and made an unplanned appearance in the convention hall in a show of gratitude to the delegates. And the drama overshadowed Trump's appearance of his running mate, Governor Mike Pence. He was expected to be the highlight of last night. Pence served as Trump's character witness. Quote, he's a doer, not a talker. He doesn't tiptoe the thousand new rules of political correctness. Poor Mike Pence. He barely knows Trump. And now he has to praise the guy. After the speech, Trump appeared, but then again, not poor Pence. He could have said no. After the Trump, uh, after the speech, Trump appeared, walked across the stage, greeted Mike Pence. What a great job, he said, especially eager to steer the convention back on course, which is all about him, him, him. Fiery speeches, warnings about electing Hillary Clinton. And by the way, that is not what the convention's for. There's another example of Trump not knowing what the hell's going on. See, the convention is like a rally before a football game. You don't talk about defeating the other team. You talk about how great your team is and how you are. You rally the troops and get everybody enthusiastic about you. See, really, the Republican National Convention is supposed to start and lead all the way up to Donald Trump. But the problem is we've seen Donald Trump all along, introducing his wife, coming out of that smoke, calling into the O'Reilly factor, and then in the hall among the delegates last night when Cruz was talking. Trump doesn't play by the rules, and this convention was no exception. So Trump coming out in his speech was rather anticlimactic, which hurt Trump a bit, at least in my opinion. Um, After the speech, uh, Trump appeared. He walked across the stage. Like I said, he greeted Pence and what a great job. um, But again, attacking Hillary Clinton, that comes after the conventions. Once the nominees are, are mentioned, that is when, when you speak, you attack your opponent, and as you attack, and certainly at the debates, you attack, not personally, Donald, pointing out uh, discrepancies or inconsistencies um, or weaknesses in their record professionally and their ideas for the future uh, as a president. Uh, so we had warnings about electing Hillary Clinton. There was days of confusion 
uh, over his wife's plagiarized speech and other things. Eugene Delgaudio is a delegate from Sterling, Virginia. He said he's a chicken, clucked like a chicken when he asked about Ted Cruz's decision. Quite frankly, I think the opposite. I think Ted Cruz was brave to do what he did. God knows it was probably tough to get out of there alive. Uh, this guy said he, uh, this delegate said he needed to toughen up like every other Republican loser of any other nomination battle in the last 100 years since Abraham Lincoln and just suck it up. But is, but is that what we really should be doing as Americans, Ted Cruz or not? Sucking it up? Or is Ted Cruz a bigger man because he defended his father and his wife? Hmm. Rather than throwing his wife under the bus, as the Trump people did. Former Speaker Newt Gingrich, who spoke after Cruz in the lineup, was left to clean up some of that mess, the Cruz mess, for the TV audience. He said, quote, to paraphrase Ted Cruz, if you want to protect the Constitution of the U.S., the only possible candidate this follows the Trump-Pence Republican ticket. Nah, that's not paraphrasing, Newt. That's saying what you want. Governor Rick Scott from Florida started out mild, and that guy's just made a disaster of that state and done a terrible job as governor. He said, quote, it's time for all Americans to put down their partisan banners and vote for the survival of this country. Really? What about survival of your state, Mr. Scott? Uh, anyway, uh, there was polite applause. And moments later, he bashed Hillary Clinton as weak on national security and job creation, sparking delegates to revive their lock her up chant. Oh, that's better than um, shooter. Remember? Right. One of the Trump supporters said shooter, a congressional member in a sign of Cruz's. And by the way, that, you know, people used to get arrested and locked up for that crap Uh, in a sign of Cruz's reluctant secret service of protecting all the nominees uh, and and, and both nominees right now. And at one time, all the candidates in a size of Cruz in a sign of Cruz's reluctance to endorse Trump. The most generous statement he could offer was this plate quote. To those listening, please don't stay home in November. Stand and speak and vote your conscience. Vote for candidates up and down the ticket who you trust to defend our freedom and to be faithful to the Constitution. And let me translate. Write my name in. That's what he means. When Cruz addressed friendly delegates at an open bar reception on Cleveland's waterfront this afternoon, a 2020 champ broke out. And as if to send a signal that he knew that he knew what Cruz was up to, Trump 757 roared over while Ted Cruz was speaking. Meow. <laughs> so let me ask you some questions. One, what did you think of Ted Cruz not endorsing Donald Trump at the Republican National Convention yesterday? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Did the move surprise you? 8886 Leslie. Now Trump read Cruz's speech before he went on stage, but let Cruz go forward anyway in hopes that Cruz would give a last minute endorsement. Was that Trump's mistake? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Isn't he supposed to be a master deal maker? 8886 Leslie. If he can't cut a deal with Ted Cruz, how's he going to cut a deal with world leaders? 8886 Leslie. Does this unorganized convention show how disheveled and mismanaged the Trump campaign is? If they can't run their own convention, how can they run the most powerful nation in the world? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Tonight's theme at the RNC is Make America One Again. This week shows the Republican Party is not one in itself. If they can't unite a party, how can they expect Trump to unite a nation? You tell me. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And how can you be the great uniter, Mr. Trump, when you have said disparaging things about Latinos, Muslims, women, and those who support Black Lives Matter, African Americans? 8886 Leslie. 888-653-7543. Was Mike Pence's speech completely drowned out by the Cruz drama? 8886-LESLIE. And how is good this going to affect the rest of the race and the convention through this evening? 
Was this a missed opportunity to have Pence attract some establishment Republicans badly needed for that Trump ticket? 8886-LESLIE. And what do you expect to hear from Trump when he speaks tonight? 888, other than the word terrific. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. After this week in, in Cleveland, with the DNC coming up in Philly, if Trump is not up in the national polls, is his campaign in trouble? 8886-LESLIE. Or do you think he'll get a bump simply because his name's been in all the media outlets once again? And that's top of mind for Americans. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And lastly, before the break, what do you predict will happen at the Democratic convention? There are talks by some Sanders supporters that they're going to disrupt and boycott. Those threats have been going around. And who will Hillary pick as a running mate? Who should she pick? Who would you pick for her? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Pick up the phone and join me. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. We'll share your tweets as well. Don't go away. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy Thursday. Welcome. Welcome back. A lot to talk about with regard to the Republican convention last night, tonight. Trump speaking. Cruz being booed yesterday and uh, not um, truly supporting Donald Trump. And then coming up, uh, we have the Democratic convention. And tomorrow, Hillary Clinton will announce her VP pick. Let's talk about it. Gregory in Columbus, Ohio, joins us listening on TuneIn on Line One. Good afternoon. How you doing, Gregory? Leslie, thank you. First of all, I want to tell you that um, I sent you a on Twitter saying that you're in my prayers and that we're going to get through this together. Oh, thank um, you, sweetheart. I appreciate that. No problem. Um, I think with with um, Cruz, I think it was a, a thing of a snake outfoxing a snake. Um, I think Cruz. I understand what he did. I'm not a, a, a fan of Cruz. I just think it was the wrong arena. I think it was the wrong time. Um, he could have done this uh, with all the networks that's covering this. He could have had his own space to do this. Um, but I, I look at it, and I say it was a, a gamble that Trump lost because I think that Trump actually thought that he was going to come around to endorsing him, and Trump got faked out. And to give this impression that uh, what Trump read his speech or Trump knew or the new thing that's going out, that Trump asked all of the people that he degraded on stage um, that if they wanted to come and speak, and it was coming and speaking, uh, the only thing you needed to do was pay for it with your dignity. And I think that he got outfoxed. Uh, but, but wait a minute. That, Donald Trump saw his speech before. You, th- you think he just really believed that the guy wouldn't stand up there and not endorse him? Almost oh, definitely. I mean, you've you got to remember, Donald Trump's ego is bigger than planet Earth. I mean, so to look at it in the sense that, you know, yeah, I saw the speech, uh, but maybe in the end he will throw out this endorsement. And it, and it didn't happen. And the fact of the matter that Trump is now trying to play um, as if, you know, I knew what was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen all the time. No, he just, again, it was a situation where he got out snake by snake. Okay, so but, he, wasn't, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't completely blindsided. He just uh, hedged his bet on this wrong. I, I, I think that, that Trump, uh, I think that they probably tried to tell him, uh, you really can't trust Ted. And I think Trump really felt, it, that, you know what, I beat this guy, uh, you know, it, this was politics. I mean, I, I look at it, I understand what he, what Ted Cruz was saying, 
you know, you can't make uh, accusations that my father was involved in a fascination and then expect me to come out and, and say I endorse you. But it was a thing where I think it was the wrong place and the wrong time to do it. Okay. And I, I, I think that's what's going to cost him. Now, on the other hand, you look at Trump. Trump has shown during this, this convention what an idiot he is. I mean, first of all, uh, Chachi. Uh, we ain't seen Chachi since Charles and Charles. I know. We got, I mean, he followed me on Twitter like a few months ago when I was excited, Chachi. And then when Chachi started talking nasty, nasty, racist things, I was like, no, no, Chachi. I don't want to be your, I don't want to be followed by you. Um, uh, we got to I mean, take a break. Yeah, I'm going to let you finish what you have to say right after this break, and we'll continue with our calls. Don't go away. I'm Leslie Marshall. Stick around. Uh, Gregory in Columbus, once again, go ahead and finish up, buddy. Yes, um, and, you know, it's interesting. Everybody's talking about Trump's kids, and they're making him out to be Father Flanagan. And I guess my problem is they're trying to demonstrate, or is he trying to demonstrate uh, the, the value of women? Because I'm pretty sure that their mothers had a lot to do with it. And considering the fact that, yeah, he's rich and he probably gave them, I wonder what the relationship is with their mothers, because they've made Trump out to be, you know, he birthed them, he changed their diapers, uh, you know. He well, said, you know, you notice you don't have any of his exes coming out and supporting him. Exactly. And I mean, you know, it's everyone is saying, well, you know, his children, um, I wish I had children like that. Well, considering the fact that it's been out there and nobody has really paid attention. Well, what do you mean, children that, like that? I think most people's kids love them and would say nice things about them. And you know what? If we all had his kind of money, that he claims to have at least, uh, we would be able to set them up pretty nicely. And by the way, kids don't want the checks to stop flowing. I mean, Tiffany had no relationship with her father until he decided to run for president. Exactly. Not only that, but remember, his kids are being investigated for tax fraud. That's true, Gregory. Thank you for the call, buddy. Call me again. I, I, I love your compliments, your kindness, your prayers, and your chachi comment. Love it. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Paul in Washington uh, in Seattle, line two, listening on uh, Spreaker stream, uh, which you can get on our website, lesliemarshallshow.com. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Well, the two things that I come away from this, they didn't have a brokered convention. They had a broken convention. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my, my, hey, I'm just going to, we're going to steal all of our great stuff. We got Chachi, we got, bro, we got broken convention. I'm loving this today. Go well, ahead. I started to think, what is the demonization and literally demonization of Hillary Clinton in the speech of Ben Carson, literally casting her as not only crooked, but essentially evil and demonic? How far do you have to go? And the reason is, Let's review the process. Starting uh, uh, slightly more than a year ago, there were 17 Republican candidates, none of them very likable, and they funneled it down to the two worst in Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and then decided to nominate the absolute worst. Donald Trump is a racist. He's a rich, racist, bigoted, misogynistic pig. So if you're going to make that palatable, the opposition has got to be at least demonic, right? I mean, how else would you how else would you pitch that one except to say, well, and they all basically said, yeah, well, you know, Trump might be a racist, uh, misogynistic pig, but uh, she's demonic. That's what comes, and and the reason they have to do that is the, the second point, I, the second observation I have here, which is throughout the coverage, I kept hearing the old establishment elites, Republicans, that is, are not here. The George Wills, the William Crystals. 
uh, John McCain. In fact, I think neither senator from from George, George Will said he's out. I think I don't know if he's out of the Republican Party, but he's he wants nothing to do with this presidential election right. year. I think he's pretty here. much said he's staying home. So essentially, it's a it's been a coup. And you know what, Hillary should get some of those Republicans. <laughs> well, she will. But here's the, here's the point. If the old guard is overthrown and they're not here, they just, they didn't show up for a reason. They, it's not like they were late, if you know what I mean. They just didn't show up. If the old guard has been overthrown, then out with the old guard goes their ideas, ideologies, and policies, those that they have been advocating and arguing with us liberals for the last at least 35 to 40 years. If those are gone, who the hell are these guys? Who the hell just had this convention? Because they ha- there is no foundation, which is why another reason why the only thing they can do is demonize Hillary Clinton. The old guard didn't show because they don't support this, and that means that they don't support. It's not just that they don't like Donald Trump personally. They don't like any of the policies. They can't get a grip on what his policies might be. Otherwise, they'd be there supporting it. And so since they're not there, this is not the Republican Party that has the policies that we know and perhaps disagree with. There's nothing to debate here because there's nothing there. There's just, I don't know who held this convention, but it wasn't a Republican convention. All right, Paul. Thank you. Always well said and a pleasure to listen to what you have to say. Let's go to Cliff in Virginia, line three, listening on TuneIn. Hey, Cliff, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah. Uh, first of all, I'd have to say that the Republican National Convention has been a digital eco festival uh, to witness. Uh, what they've shown the country is they have no vision, they have no ideas to move America forward, and the only thing they want to focus in on is how much they hate Hillary Clinton. And Donald Trump is the worst nominee that the Republican Party has ever had in the history of his party. Um, he has the political acumen of an amoeba. Cliff, did you just, you know, thank you, Marky Mark. I thought I, did you just say fecal festival? Yes. I swear, Marky Mark, everybody calling us to come up with someone, okay? We've had Chachi, we've had Broken Convention, we've had fecal festival. Okay, keep going. They do throw a lot of feces around, that's for sure, at least uh, verbally. Exactly. But I just think he, I mean, Donald Trump and his team, they have the political acumen of an amoeba. There's no way on God's green earth that you allow somebody to speak at your convention and you do not know beyond a shadow of a doubt whether they've endorsed you or not. To allow someone like Ted Cruz, who is a, who plays three-dimensional chess in Republican politics, to come and speak at your convention, your convention, the nominee, and not know that he's going that he that he has not endorsed you and doesn't endorse you, and then tells. The delegates at the convention to vote their conscience because there are several Republicans that are considering voting for Hillary because they can't pull the lever for Donald Trump. That was massive. It completely swamped any kind of momentum that Mike Pence was supposed to get last night as the vice president nominee. Mike Pence is going to be an ineffective uh, surrogate on the campaign trail as a result of how poorly managed the Republican National Convention was. And it's clear they don't have any ideas to move the nation forward. All they want to do is hate Hillary Clinton. And next week, we will see a professionally executed Democratic National Convention with some of the best and brightest minds in American politics. One night of Democratic politics is going to be far superior than the entire Republican National Convention. All right. Thank you. And thank you for your call. Look forward to hearing from you again. Another reason to vote for Hillary, Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty. 
He said he's going to head back to the woods and hide if she, if Trump loses. That's another good reason to vote for Hillary. We need to see less of those folks. I'm bad. Let's go to Julia in Charlottesville, Virginia, line four, listening on WPVC. Hey, Julia, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie, I'm a first-time caller, and I just want to tell you I absolutely love your show. Well, thank you. We absolutely love you loving our show and calling today. Well, thanks. I just wanted to say um, I am a staunch, staunch liberal, as liberal as you can get, and I never, like, ever in life thought I'd be clapping during a Ted Cruz speech. Um, But I just wanted to say two things that I got from that. And I just have to say, for anybody to call Ted Cruz a chicken is just insane to me. I can't even fathom that. Because everybody else who Donald Trump insulted just didn't show up to the convention, I guess, Um, or they're groveling at his feet like Chris Christie. Um, And I just give him all the credit in the world for standing up not only for himself, but also for his wife and also for his dad, and how anyone could possibly think that he would be endorsing Trump. After that is just kind of insane to me. I just I can't uh, get over that. But what really, really bothered me about the whole shenanigan fest last night was the fact that these people were were booing him for saying vote with your conscience. And what kind of message does that give to everybody else in the world about the way that they feel about their candidate? Um, and I just think it's really showing the true colors of their party, the fact that they are openly acknowledging that voting with their conscience would not be voting for Trump. And therefore, Ted Cruz is a terrible person for even suggesting that they should vote with their conscience. Okay. Um, do, you think, do you think that uh, Bernie will, uh, you know, Senator Sanders will pull something like that, um, you know, when he when he speaks uh, in Philly next week? I mean, I highly doubt that because there is no comparison between Hillary and Trump. When people, I just, uh, every time I get on the internet, I see these Bernie or Bust people or just normal people who are like, oh, I can't believe I have to choose between Trump and Hillary. What do you mean? They're not even on the same planet. Like, <laughs> Hillary is so many eons past uh, Trump that I can't even understand why people are even comparing them. For Bernie to say that would be very shocking to me because Hillary is not a thousandth of a fraction as bad as Trump is. And I think that anybody voting with their conscience would be voting, okay, you want to say the lesser of two evils, but I don't think Hillary Clinton is evil. Um, but I, 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 I would be so surprised if I heard Bernie say anything even like that. Okay, um, now, now what about, you had mentioned Bernie or Buss. There are those that are threatening to boycott or disrupt the convention that are diehard Bernie supporters, and despite the fact he said he's going to vote for Hillary and that everybody needs to get back behind her and prevent Donald Trump from being elected. These are some people that will either stay home, will write him in, or will vote for the Libertarian candidate, Gary Johnson. Do you think we'll see some disruption at the Democratic convention? I'm hoping not, because I'm hoping Democrats, like we showed with the debates, can show what a true campaign, a true convention, look like professionalism and our candidate being presidential. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I could see, I'm pretty sure that there will be at least minor disruptions, but, you know, the Bernie or Busters, I think that their voices are louder 
than they than they seem to be. I mean, they're they're very loud, but there's not that many of them. I really don't think there are very many true Bernie or Busters. They have a huge platform of the internet, uh, so it's easy for them to just go ahead and blast every single, not even political related, you know, post about Bernie or Bust and Hillary and oh, vote Jill Stein. But I really don't think that these people are out there in the numbers that they'd like to think that they are, <laughs> or that they'd like people to think that they are. So maybe we'll see some disruption, but I'd be very surprised if it's anything even like the disruptions that happened uh, at the Republican, you know, National Convention, these people trying to throw out people with anti-racism signs. Why would you try to, like, why not embrace those people? I mean, I don't know. I don't, it's just, it's a poop fest. I don't know. I can't even get started. <laughs> well, you were awesome for your first time. You better, I want a second date. You know, Orange is the new black girl. Uh, thank oh, you. thank you. <laughs> thank you, Julia. appreciate the call. Uh, thank you, sweetie. Let's go to Carl in Nashville, Tennessee, line five, listening on TuneIn. Carl, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Leslie. Listen, I wanted to ask you: Did you happen to see the video of uh, Laura Ingram? Have you saw? Have you seen that yet? Yes, I have. It, it was um, my wife. Well, I heard about it on the radio. Then my wife, when she got out from work, she called me and told me about it. And when I finally sat down and watched it, it, it was it was jarring. It it kind of it. It really it made me, you know, because I'm never surprised at them evil evangelical hypocrites in the Republican Party. Nothing they do surprised me. And when I saw that, it, it just kind of like, you could, it was almost like she slipped, like she forgot where she was at. And, and you know, what, what uh, Maya Angelou used to say, if a person shows you what they are, believe them. And it's, um, that's what they are. That's what they are. That's what they've always been. Um, black people have been saying in this country for at least the past 50 years about the Republican Party. They are a group of racists. And, and, and people would, you know, you know, the pushback I would get, even from liberals, the pushback I would get was, well, you can't broad brush all of them. Well, given the choice between uh, an evil evangelical hypocrite like Cruz, a conservative nut job, uh, that they've always wanted, and the racist Donald Trump, they chose the racist. Uh, over, overwhelming numbers, the Republican Party chose Well, the you racist. know, but what's weird, we just posted, um, we just posted a, a Gallup survey on Twitter that shows the majority of Republicans do not, uh, they want, um, the, uh, first of all, although over 50% want a wall, over yep. 70% want a pathway to citizenship, and Americans overall, majority, do not want a wall and do not want to deport people who are undocumented. Well, here, here's the thing. His, his policies are incoherent. His strategy is stupid at best. I mean, literally, I'm not, I'm not just trying to say this because he's who he is. Uh, but one, one, of your, one of your previous callers asked, uh, well, did Donald Trump, did he think that he was going to? Um, did he think that he was going to get his endorsement, even if he read the speech? And I say yes, because the the ghostwriter, uh, the ghostwriter for uh, his book, uh, Art of the Deal, the guy who actually wrote the book, he's been doing interviews, and I saw him in an interview last night, and he he called him a, a sociopath, and he has Donald Trump has all the the the. The the uh, the tell the, the marks of a sociopath, his whole his behavior, and this is true. And a true sociopath 
would think that he's charming enough to talk about a guy's father in the way that he did Ted Cruz and talk about his wife. A true sociopath think that he is charming enough to charm that guy into coming on stage and endorse him like he did Rubio, like he did Ben Carson. He, he called Ben Carson Bay a child molester, the mind of a child molester, and he sits and de- defends Donald Trump day in and day out. And he, he, he is very clever. I think we need to be very diligent. I, you know, we need to act like the military. Instead of sending five helicopters, send ten. Send 20. And, and what I mean by that is, is everybody needs to get out and don't just assume that just because he's polling at 0% of black people in Ohio and Pennsylvania or he's polling nationally at 25% with Hispanics uh, that, that he can't win. That everybody must believe in their heart of heart that this sociopath can win. He, he, is, um, he is a mentally unstable human being. His, 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 his mind, the world he's lived in, won't allow him to adjust any other way. And to think that he can pivot or, or make any type of changes is unrealistic because pretty much by the time we're 20-something, we're stuck in our ways. You know, we are what we are. This, this is a 70-year-old man. He's never going to change. He's going to be uh, the same sick individual that he is, and we must understand that and, and not even allow him to get anywhere near the White House. This, this is just this – is, this is perhaps – you know, everybody always says this is the most important election of all times. This right here is um, – this is a, the, probably the biggest election in my lifetime, and I, and I believe that because – yeah, why? Why is it the big? I think a lot of people feel that way, but why does it feel why? that way for you? Why? Because one, the Supreme Court is at stake. We're not paying attention. There, there are three Supreme Court justices with the average age of eighty. Three of them. Uh, num- number two, you cannot have someone that is thin-skinned and a sociopath in the White House. I mean, this guy is subject to start a war uh, at, at, at a moment's notice. Um, he gets a little praise from Vladimir Putin, and he loves that. He is he is a narcissist. He he is um, he's not mentally stable enough to occupy the White House. I, I would rather see a John McCain uh, in the White House. Yes, John McCain is probably going to get us into a war, but he's not going to get us into a nuclear war. This guy is very very dangerous. I'm not I'm not joking. I'm not trying to crack wise. The this guy cannot be allowed to come anywhere near the White House and damn sure cannot be allowed to come near nuclear codes. This is a very important election, and I'm not being joking or flipping about it. This, this uh, convention is a disaster. Uh, tension, um, real or made up, uh, is high in the country. You know, they don't offer anything at all. They don't have any solutions for any of the problems. None. None. Yep. All right. Thank you. Very, uh, very good call. Great callers today. Keep it coming. When we finish with a call, your cue to call through. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll come to you. Remember, when we finish with a call, the line's available. Pick up the phone and join us. We have a line right now. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. We are back very quickly because we don't have much time. Let's go to Luce in Albuquerque, line two, listening on KABQ. Just a sentence or two, Luce, due to time. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. I'd just like to know if anyone has 
done any predictions in terms of astrology or perhaps biblical uh, revelations, because I noticed that Mr. Trump keeps mentioning and predicting that he will win. And I know Nancy Reagan was into astrology. Well, well I, I hear you, I hear you loose, but I don't think, appreciate the call. I hear you. I don't think anybody's done that. I really don't want anybody to do that. Donald Trump, like any candidate, says, I'm going to win. I will be your next president. That's, that's pretty much uh, uh, standard. Let's go to Glenn in Santa Fe, New Mexico, listening on KTRC on line one. Glenn? Hey, Quickly. Leslie, can you hear me all right? I can hear yeah, you. I, just, I, I think it's uh, important for uh, Hillary not to pick Tim Kaine. I think she needs to go with a more progressive candidate like Warren or even Sanders. So I think for her, VP pick is very important to unify the party through uh, another progressive candidate. Okay, wow. A man who listened to my instructions. Okay, ding, ding, ding. Kudos to you, my friend. I'm Leslie Marshall. Tomorrow's Friday. I hope you'll join us tomorrow and every weekday, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. We have a lot of great people hosting the first hour here on the Leslie Marshall Show Network. I am your host, hours 2 and 3, and uh, I hope you'll keep listening. And I'm going to be live in Philly next week at the Democratic National Convention for a couple of days. So keep tuning in here on TV on Fox News Channel and read all my stuff at Huffington Post, foxnews.com, and Glamour. Check all that out on our website, lesliemarshallshow.com, or follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall.